Self-Made Life is a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. We're here to inspire small, local, and creative businesses along their journey to success. We'll give you a behind-the-scenes look at your favorite local businesses and what it's like to be self-made. Welcome to the Self-Made Life Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Megan, and I am here with Sydney and Ashley. Hey. Hey. Today we are talking about, what are we talking about today, ladies? (laughs) (laughs) Batch work. Batch work. Yes, because if you are a product-based business or a service-based business, you have some sort of batch working system in your life that helps your days go by easier i feel like all i do is batch work yeah literally (laughs) because i don't sew so literally my entire my entire side of the business is just batch working so what do you do then for your batch working i cut it into couple days i'm not nearly as scheduled as ashley (laughs) sometimes i call ashley and she's like yeah, this morning I did this, and then I did this. She, like, lays out her days properly, and I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> I've been watching. Well, I sure. feel like, from an outsider's perspective, I feel like you do. But I basically will be watching This Is Us or, like, walking the dog or something in the morning. I'm like, oh, right, I should probably get something done. And then I look at the 40 meters of fabric that I have sitting on the side of my cutting table, and then... I'm like, oh, right, I would like my mom to get some work done this week, so maybe I should cut some fabric. (laughs) And then I just go to town cutting fabric. That's usually the biggest thing for me. I run a lot of errands (laughs) for the business, so that usually ends up being one or two days in my week. And then for the most part, it's just cutting, and then my mom does a lot of batch work too because basically all she does is sewing. What about you guys? Usually when I batch work is... Like setting aside like one day out of the week just to kind of like build out content. So like whether that's writing a couple of blog posts to kind of get ready for the coming weeks or setting up my Instagram posts and being really intentional and using like an app called like Planoly or Later to help me post them and remind me to post them. And then that kind of also helps me like lay out my feed sometimes. I actually have to get back on that train because I am slacking on Instagram. I also batch work all of our laser cutting. We go to like a local place where we can actually use a machine. We don't own a laser cutting machine. So we go to a local place to do all of our laser cutting. And it's only open like certain times of the week. So we have to really get our files together ready so that when we get in there, it's first come first serve. We have all our shit together so that we can just hop on there, get in quick, do all of our cutting. We don't have to fiddle around on the computer and get out as quick as possible. Other things that we kind of batch work are, so usually in the mornings, I'll set aside like an hour or two to answer emails or get some quotes out. And then I try not to go back into my inbox or into HoneyBook until the end of the day or the next day. That's smart. Because if I do, I'm just I'm just stuck in there. Yeah, you'll live in email land. 
and yeah, the like whole day. The back and forth. Like I, I do try to get back to people in a very timely manner, but if you don't hear from me for a couple hours, I'm off trying to, you know, get things done, like different projects and on that that we have on the go. Speaking of that, I have a little tip for everyone. <laughs> I don't know if this is the smartest thing when running a business, but for my sanity, it's been a really good thing to actually delete your Gmail or whatever app you use for your emails, delete it off your phone. Oh, smart. And it might sound terrifying to people. That is terrifying. I don't think I can ever do that. (laughs) But my biggest thing is I was wasting so much data and so much time and I would sit in my car. People would email me and I'd sit in my car for 10 minutes and just respond to an email. And then I'd be driving and I'd be thinking about that email. And I'm like, oh, wait, I hope that person didn't email me back because I don't want to take too long to like respond back to them. And you know what? It's such a weight off your shoulders. As soon as you delete that app, it's like, I will get back to them when I get back to them. And they know it's coming. I'm not ignoring anyone. I'm not writing anyone off. It's just I'm taking time for myself to not stress myself out constantly about emails. Yeah. I think my biggest thing that has been like a total game changer for like our business is getting like like a client management software such as HoneyBook because it's your lifesaver. It 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 keeps me out of my inbox. It's all in one place. Like we can send out proposals, we can see when you guys view it. <laughs> Sneaky tidbit there. Um, but it's really, it's really handy. Um, and it's just all in one, everything's in one streamlined place and it makes my life so much easier. (laughs) Megan, you started using HoneyBook. How do you like it? So far so good. Um, I definitely need to customize it a little bit more because, um, like you put in all of your um, prices and your contracts and whatnot. So I need, I am at the point where I need to sit down with it for about two hours and just make it my own and like import all of my contact. Like I'm still at the very beginning of it, but so mm-hmm. far it's made the invoices that I have sent out so much easier. And I feel, I feel that much more professional using it. Like here's a legitimate invoice that I can send to you that you can just be like, here, pay now. And then you can just send me that payment pretty much instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and from a customer it's standpoint, so easy. it's probably really nice. It, yeah, it. I like. I had my, the first person that I had pay using it said that it, they found it so easy to use that they just pretty much clicked the link in the email and then sent the e transfer and it was done. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's going to just make everything so much easier now. Yeah, and I You'll feel like too. When, yeah, and I feel like when you're spending a lot of money on something like a photo shoot or a website or yeah. something like that, it's almost nice to kind of just be able to like pay and then not think about it yeah like you're like yeah. I didn't just spend a thousand dollars it's fine like here take my money and it's gone and I can set it up so that they can pay their deposit when I send them the original contract and then um they auto get another email however many days later or weeks later to pay the rest of it oh, so smart. they don't necessarily have to pay the whole entire lump sum right then and there they can pay it in chunks or I can set up a payment plan if they want like I can customize it yeah. to whatever really the service is or whatever the customer wants. So mm-hmm. I can be like, okay, you need to put down your $50 deposit now that we're signing the contract and you're booking your date. And then the rest of it's due on the day of the shoot. And I can set that up in HoneyBook and it's, yeah, I love it. HoneyBook needs to sponsor this podcast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, this Honeybook is not sponsored, but. This isn't sponsored yet, but I did reach out to them. So HoneyBook, if you are listening, 
Slide into our DMs. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> yes. Thank you for changing our lives for the better. I feel like yes. I even need it for wholesale. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. It is already life-changing. Yeah. Okay. Like, the first week I got it, I swear, like, I got paid so quickly. Like, everything was just, like, a seamless process. And, like, once you do set yeah. up all of, like, your pricing and all your contracts, like, mm-hmm. it, it makes it so easy to just kind of, like – okay, this person wants, like, this photo session. You start typing it out, and then it auto-populates, and you can, like, edit it if you need to, but everything's just, like, all ready to go. Yeah, I just... Click and done. I just need to dedicate the little bit of time that I need to do to set it up. So what you're saying is you want us to come watch your babies for you. Yeah, like, can you guys come over? (laughs) (laughs) So I can, like, set this up on my computer. Yeah. (laughs) Please. When it's not snowing. Yes. Yeah. I'll take the boys outside. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But honestly, like, batch working, like, it does sound, like, so daunting. But if you do dedicate those specific, like, time blocks or even, like, one whole day out mm-hmm. of your schedule, it will make your your week go by quicker. It's, it's so much less stressful. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh, I, I need to post. But then you're like... Oh, like, I don't really know, like, what to post on Instagram. Or I don't have any pictures ready. Yeah. Like, dedicate Sunday night, one hour every Sunday night for your week. And go into your whatever scheduling app or set it up in your phone so you have it all, like, the captions in your notes so that you can be like, okay, every day at noon I'm going to post this. And I already have it already set up. Wow. You guys are on top of it. (laughs) I'm like... Oh, I'm gonna have a really busy day tomorrow, and at midnight, I'm like, I should probably get ready, get an Instagram post ready. <laughs> and then so at six forty every night, I'm like, oh sweet, I can just go in and like press send. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm finding now that I'm working in my business full time that I have been kind of slacking a little bit on posting on Instagram. Well, it's January too. Yeah, that's my biggest thing is that January and February are always my slowest months, so it's always harder for me to be able to post stuff because I'm like what am I gonna post yeah because it's all like I just finished Christmas and now all of the pictures that I have right now are all Christmassy themed right and mm-hmm. I'm also like I don't have a new collection out but I can't share the new collection yet because yeah. I don't want to spoil it I'm in limbo I really so if you're wondering where I've been on Instagram lately <laughs> There's a whole lot of You've beautiful been in business limbo. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of whole beautiful quotes from our podcast on my yeah. Instagram right now. <laughs> yeah, that's basically where I'm at. <laughs> We've been pretty busy for January, but like this is also our first year of business, yeah. so we don't really know what our busy times are or what our slow times are. I feel like every day is a busy day for you guys. It's been like crazy. Well, like, you know what? Wedding season just like is never ending anymore. Like people are really expanding into like the off season. Yeah, it's not just May to September anymore. No. And January to December. Well, it's and whatever's cheapest. Yeah. And weddings. now like it's literally like there's a lot of weddings in March. There's a lot of weddings in January. There's a lot of even December weddings, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of just have to go with the flow and be be prepared for it all. Yeah, and batch working really helps with that. Well, that's a big thing too. Is like right now I'm in the thick of it with batch work because I don't have the luxury of being made to order with one of a kind. Mm-hmm. The one of a kind show is in the end of March, and I know that I need to have X number of bags for that show ready if I want to make any money. 
So that's the biggest thing for me is I literally have to sit there and I have to cut out a hundred pieces of box bag lining because I know that I need that many done for this month um, in X print and whatever. So that's a huge thing for me mm-hmm. um, when batch working because if I don't, if I'm not doing that now, <laughs> it's not going to get done, especially when your head seamstress yeah. also works. If you're if this is your slow period, then why not take advantage of it, right? Exactly. And in the summer or near Christmas, everything is made to order. So we might be batch working for stores, different retail stores that we have, or wholesale orders. Those are my favorite. Cutting out one whole wholesale order at one time and just saying, okay, they're all done, and then taking them upstairs and ironing them all at once. And I'm like, okay, another step off my ske- off my list for the day. And, mm-hmm. like, bringing them back downstairs and then cutting all the lining out. And then being like, okay, mom, time to work. <laughs> and then she gives me a dirty look. <laughs> no. But I think that's the easiest way to keep yourself sane, especially when you have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Probably for you, too, with editing. Right, Megan? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so batch, <laughs> batch working for me looks, I guess, a little different since I have a couple different processes and mm-hmm. steps that I take. So since I'm on mat leave, technically, right now, I, I do have Oliver with me every single day. So my batch working is kind of loose. It's like, okay, within the next three days, I want to spend at least X amount of hours doing flat lays for these companies and or I want to do flat lays to create content for this kind of look and then I like yesterday no sorry not yesterday Thursday I um tried my best (laughs) to create a whole bunch during the day while Oliver was napping but then my older son was home from school so that day got thrown out the window (laughs) Goodbye. Yeah, pretty much like my entire to-do list, yeah, was like, nope, sorry. So the next day I tried to make up for it. And I kind of did. But at the same time, I'm also dealing with mom life. And annoying clients like me who are like, hey, Megan, I'm (laughs) in Burlington. Can I pick up my bags now? (laughs) Like, okay. So so I try to. (laughs) She hates me. (laughs) I know I did it. (laughs) Guys. You need to show extra love to all of Megan's photos on my Instagram page. So, but yeah, so for batch working for me, I try my best to dedicate one or two days during the week for content creation. I write it all down in my notebook. Okay, I want to pull out these props and I need to create stuff for this brand or I need to create stuff that kind of looks like this for me. And, um, and then the next day I will respond to all of my emails, follow up with inquiries. I try to spend half an hour a day just with emails, either in the morning or in the evening, depending Mm -hmm. on how my day goes, since Mm -hmm. it's so different every single day with a kid at home. Mm -hmm. And then yes, for editing after a shoot, I try to edit, like spend a whole evening because I'm an after bed kind of worker at the moment. Um, eventually I will be during a day while he's napping kind of worker, but right now it's a bedtime worker and I, I batch edit all of my photos and I have a system for it and I try to get it done within, um, like an hour and a half. And if I'm not done within an hour and a half, I walk away and I'm like, okay, I need to go do something else for a little bit because I will sit here for the next four hours if I, if I don't walk away. That's really good advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Sometimes you just kind of get lost in it and you yeah. have to give yourself that, 
That's step back. I give myself like, okay, I'm going to let John play a video game for an hour. And then I'm going to give myself like an extra 15 minutes to finish up whatever I'm doing. So if I'm like, okay, well, everything's actually just uploading to the gallery. So I'm and going to wait I... for the upload to finish and then I'll turn off my computer. So really it's like within a couple of minutes. But... That's when I uh, step away from the computer and I drive myself to Starbucks and I get myself a coffee. <laughs> yes. And I just walk into my kitchen and turn the Keurig on. <laughs> Hashtag coffee snob. Yeah. I have to go. Well, even Starbucks isn't ideal for me, but when you're a barista one day a week. <laughs> Yeah, I always, when I need a break, I just step aside, put on my kettle, have a cup of tea. And honestly, sometimes I put on that damn kettle like (laughs) seven times and let it boil before I actually like fully make a cup of tea. That's real life. It's it's pretty bad. I get distracted, the dog or like Mm -hmm. the cat and the dog are like chasing each other out of break up the fight or, or well, they don't <laughs> fight or but. etsy goes cha-ching and then you're like oh i gotta check out my sale <laughs> yeah yeah something squirrel squirrel yeah literally Basically. that's my life and i'm sure everyone listening in this podcast is probably like wow sydney you're really great at going off on tangents <laughs> why yes i am you're welcome <laughs> yeah I think we all are, though. That That's the thing. Like, we wear all the hats. So we're small business owners. We're doing all the things. We're working inside our business. We're working for our business, on our business. Mm-hmm. And let's add podcasting to it, too. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> want to know all the roles I play? Well. <laughs> How long hats. do you have? <laughs> yeah, literally. How long my is ins- your drive right my now? Instagram, yeah, my Instagram bio would be like, way over the number of characters you're allowed to have if I was allowed to put them all in there. It'd be a paragraph. Yeah, and no one would actually read it. (laughs) They'd be like, okay, I'm done. Okay, guys, so it's that time of the episode again. We're doing boss or bust. What are you guys going to take for the week? Okay, I'll go. I'm going to take bust this time because I sent out a quote for a large kind of event and they decided to go a different direction of a freer direction than a professionally played one which is fine I get it like if you have that option there I understand like you or your budget yeah or your budget can handle like it it happens and I'm not taking it personally obviously handle it with grace and hopefully down the road they can afford you yeah it happens and I'm super excited to work with them in the future Mm -hmm. and so I'm going to take it as a bust even though it wasn't like if it's not meant to be it's not meant to be it would have been really awesome to do though I was kind of excited for it when I got the email asking about it and I was really nervous sending off my quote because no matter how many years I've been doing this every time I send off a quote I am nervous about how they're going to respond to it Mm -hmm. and it just didn't work out this time so that's for me (laughs) I'm going to take a boss once I'm not going to be a negative Nelly and um, I'm going to take a boss because I've been getting a lot of wholesale orders lately yeah so lots of new stores in 2019 will be carrying this net design co and because we don't currently have a collection out I've just been handpicking prints for people so it's been kind of fun like being able to go on the website that we got we get most of our fabrics from and being like okay, this is your brand. I like this, 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 and this for you. And sending it off and being like, here's the direction and vibe that I have for you. Do you like it? Cool. And a lot of my wholesale clients are just like, you know what you're doing. You pick whatever you want. We're going to buy it. And we're excited to see what you come up with. 
So like I literally awesome. have a, I have two clients that literally this month have just been like, pick what you like. I just want five prints, this many bags, go. And That's I'm amazing. Like, okay, thanks for trusting me. You go, girl. Yeah, so I'm going to take a boss. That is a big That's boss. That's awesome. That is well, a big boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're probably, like, familiar with, like, your your collections that you've handpicked and they, they trust you like yeah. that's a perfect example there yeah and it's fun it's fun for those clients too because it's one of those things where it's like this is specific to you and no one else is gonna have it yeah very exclusive yeah so if you want an exclusive collection by sydney hit her up for a wholesale order yeah or keep an eye on my instagram and you can see the very specific and like one of a kind super one of a kind because there's literally like one of each in each print in some of them going to a few different wholesalers pretty sweet what about about you you? ashley hmm i am going to take a boss this week yes girl Um, so it's not finalized just just yet and i don't want to jinx it positive vibes into the universe (laughs) knock on wood um (laughs) But we are in the process of booking our first 2020 calligraphy client for their wedding. Dang. Yeah, they're getting married in May of 2020, which shout out, we're also getting married in May. So it is a beautiful time to get married. Um, (laughs) I want to get married in 2020 just because I feel like it's like cool. I got married in 2020. I know. It sounds very like... (laughs) So Ryan, if you're out there... (laughs) to Ryan (laughs) um but yeah so really excited about it they sound like an awesome couple and I'm going to be meeting with her and hopefully he can make it as well because I really do like meeting both the clients because then we can kind of collab figure out their style yeah figure out their style I always kind of encourage like our clients to get uh, creative make it uniquely yours like I don't want to just make another Welcome to our wedding sign. Like I want it. To, I want it to be uniquely yours. Like yes. Yo, what's up, bitches? Sure. <laughs> Can I you mean, make a sign that wedding. says that? What's up, grandma? That's your style. Oh man, Go for it. Could you, you imagine know? walking into a wedding with a giant, like, really classy sign that said "Yo, what's up, bitches"? <laughs> Thanks for your money at my wedding. The bright side on that is you can hang it up as home decor. Yes. 100%. Yes. It's pretty enough that it can go in your home later. Oh yeah. Goodness. So, yeah, I'm really excited to be working with them. They sound awesome. Yeah. That's my boss. So they're not asking for a you what's up bitches sign? <laughs> no, they're not. If you're listening right now, please ask for that sign. <laughs> if you're listening right now, we're sorry for our curses, but this podcast is explicit. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited for that. That's super cool. I'm excited for you. Mm. Megan, you'll come around. It's okay. Things are coming. <laughs> yes. Next week. Next week I'll have a boss for sure. Question and answer time. What is the hardest thing about starting a new business? And go. <laughs> I, I think the hardest part is just like Going. building up to like the courage to put yourself out yeah. there. There's so many, yeah. There's this so is many what people. I'm doing. Here you go. World. World. Hello, world. This is me. Yeah. Be nice. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think it's one of those things where it's just, yeah, that's the biggest thing you can do is just do it. Yeah. Trial a book. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Take those first steps. They're, they're the scariest, but you know what? Everyone's pretty, like, supportive. It's 
and very encouraging. So. And ask, if you ask for feedback, you'll get feedback. Oh, yeah. So if you want, like, criticism or, like, any kind of comments or reviews, ask for it. And mm-hmm. people will honestly tell you. And sometimes it'll be bad. And yeah. sometimes it'll be good. But you won't know unless you ask. Constructive criticism. Yeah. Constructive. Thank and I you. would I would really suggest getting yourself into a good group of people connecting with people that have small businesses around you like locally or it doesn't even have to be locally like I have I'm in comment pods with people that are from the states that are from Kingston that are Mm -hmm. from all over Canada and all over the states so like just finding a little tribe of your own to be able to work with and support each other and that's really going to also help your Instagram um having people with the algorithm and Mm-hmm. How to look up videos on that again? Darn algorithm. Yeah, back to but comments. being able to have a little bit of a tribe that you can go to when you have questions about certain things, yes. um, whether it's setting up your Etsy shop or support system, doing markets. Yeah, just having having a support system to be able to sit down and be like, "I'm having a hard day. I need help." Yeah, and that's what we are for each other. Yeah, yeah. Find find your biz besties. Um, like Sydney said, like start a comment pod if you don't know of one like start your own see see who else in the area is uh doing similar things to what you're doing or other like small shops that you really look up to and yeah people that you actually shop from yeah or even like if you have a tuesday together group so tuesdays together is brought to you by honeybook and the rising tide society where they're all about community over competition and they have a bunch of different chapters of all around, like, North America. So I think there's one in Hamilton. There's one in Kitchener-Waterloo. There's one in Toronto. Guelph has one, too, don't they? Um, I think maybe that's the Kitchener. Or maybe it is the Guelph one. But I think it's, like, the mm-hmm. KW Guelph area. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you go on to, like, their website, you can find a local chapter and go out to one of their meetings and just say, hey, this is what I'm doing looking for some support and just like feed off of their energy and just be there to like support each other and like you'll you'll really find like your community yeah and even something too like if you feel that it's worth it like spend the money and go to something like an event yeah where it's like yeah like a networking event or a conference something like the atelier collective in niagara well they're switching to toronto this year um and go learn from keynote speakers and mm-hmm. go learn from different people. So get, bring your mom, bring your sister, bring your, your biz bestie, like whoever, and just go to things like that and just bring a notebook and just soak everything up you possibly can. And don't be afraid to ask questions. And don't no. be afraid to spend the money on that too. Yes. That's a big thing Putting money me. into your business, it's going to pay it's going to come back to you. Tenfold. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. really going to show that you've put in the time. And yeah. and a lot of people have that issue. Like, that is a hard part of starting a business is justifying putting the money into it first. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I've got to spend $100 on this, but when am I going to see that $100 come back to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a firm believer of, like, you have to spend money in order to make money. Yes. Yeah. Well, how many workshops have you done? You oh, know? I've done so many. I actually, yes. I just signed up for another one that's six weeks long. It starts tomorrow. That's like, awesome. do I necessarily need it? Probably not. But, you know, like, if I want to myself, you know, teach – 
modern calligraphy pointed pen workshops in the future, I want to be able to give my students the best knowledge and advice that I possibly can. And that can come from two, three, five, ten workshops. Oh, of course. And it's just all, your knowledge that you have on your own. Yeah, it's all building your perspective, your experience, and going from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always, I'm always taking online courses or watching webinars on different topics like social media or flat lays or like marketing or building your brand or how to shoot in this kind of light like it's just constant learning yeah Um, my big thing is podcasts yeah hence why I wanted to start a podcast yeah there's so many podcasts out there that Mm -hmm. help business like this one yeah Yeah. so and Facebook groups too there's a a Facebook group called uh, small businesses of southern Ontario uh, which is led by Beth Woodward who we will be having on the show later on but if you are part of Southern Ontario, check out that group and, you know, like... Yeah, every, they have so many meetups. Oh, yeah. Local, the, meetups, local meetups all the time. Yeah. Or even um, just the shoot Etsy. us a message on Instagram and we can always connect you and invite you to those groups too. Mm-hmm. And then as far as being an Etsy maker, there's so many resources. If you literally have one listing or 110 listings, there's so many opportunities to join Um, the Etsy street team, as long as you have, like I said, one or a hundred listings, you have a valid Etsy store, you could be on a street team, or you can join the, if you're from Hamilton, you can join the Hamilton Etsy team. There's a Toronto one. And like Niagara, there's a million you can join and they actually put on shows every year. So it's really valuable to be able to be on their Facebook group and keeping up with the people in your community. Yeah. All right. Next question. That's a good one. Um, this one's also pretty good. I would love to know what your biggest challenges were early on and how you beat them. Mine was just driving traffic. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when you start following, no one knows what you're doing. And yeah. for the longest time, you sit at 100 followers. You sit at 300 followers. And every 100 is a small victory. Yeah. And I think that people get so caught up in seeing people with like 165K on Instagram. And it's like, I'll get there. I'll get there one day, hopefully. That would be great. I'm not going to buy followers, but (laughs) I'm going to get there one day organically. And it's just relishing in the small things is such a big thing for me. And celebrating every tiny victory. Mm -hmm. So like hitting 1K was fun. It was crazy, actually. It wasn't just fun. It was, like, so crazy exciting. And getting to 2K and then doing a huge giveaway for 3K, and then you're shocked by how quickly it becomes 4K. And look at Stain Lace. I mean, she got, like, so much interaction on her – I think it was her 4K giveaway because she goes nuts when she does giveaways. Go follow at Stain Lace. <laughs> um, Shut up. <laughs> her shelves are amazing. But, yeah, her giveaways are nuts. And then she was getting so many – people traffic to her page that she hit 5k in no time so mm-hmm. it's just being excited about the little victories i think yeah. and rewarding the people that do follow you That's yeah good point to yeah what about you ashley i think um my biggest thing was setting boundaries so i don't know like i, I think i mentioned this uh maybe before but you know setting you know specific times for emails or answering DMs and not getting caught up in, like, answering, you know, messages at, like, all odd hours of the day. And I think the biggest thing to set aside was 
setting those boundaries instead of like people messaging me through Instagram for orders, sending them to our website and saying, hi, thank you so much. Like, I would really appreciate it if you sent this through our website because unfortunately DMs tend to get lost. Because they do, like, you yeah. know, when you... Oh, it's like an abyss. When you're, like, active on stories and, like, yeah. replying to other people, it's like, oh, my God, like, where was this message from this person? Oh, my gosh. People order through me, through my DMs, and I'm like, I should probably not do this, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I have one. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you there. But, yeah, that that's my biggest thing. What about you, Megan? Probably my biggest challenge, like, when I first started my business was managing my daily life with my work life and then actually finding people that I could photograph, that wanted to be photographed. And, like, at the time, I was, yes, just starting out and it's hard to try to value yourself enough to ask for money for your service. Mm. And feel professional and legitimate. And I struggled with that for a while. And then you kind of have to kick yourself and be like, no, I'm worth this. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm good at what I do. And I'm worth this much. And people will want to pay me. And I think that was a huge mental block for me. It's a real feeling too. Because so many people, we got so many messages about people just feeling like a fraud. Yes. And we're going to do a whole episode about it. Because it's one of those things where like, Literally every day of my life, I wake up and I'm like, it's okay, Sydney. You're just going to fake it till you make it. You're yes. going to figure it out. And that's the only way I got through and actually got to one of a kind. I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> like straight up, I was like, what am I doing? Where am I right now? That was like a down the road, like five years in the future goal. And I was just like, you know what? Suck it up. Like you actually somehow got in. I cried the day I got the phone call on the phone with the girl when she told me <laughs> they got in. But it's one of those things where it's like, just fake it till you make it. You're going to get there. And then when you get there, you've learned a new skill. Yes. Yeah. And then when you are ready to do it again, you've just learned from all of those mistakes you just made. But the, I guess another challenge for me is you, to learn from my mistakes. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to make those mistakes. Because every single time you send out like a wonky email and you're like, oh, I kind of wish I didn't say that. Remember that. Mm-hmm. And then the next time you have to send out another email with quote, tweak it mm-hmm. and then learn from that yeah. and every every single step you take is part of your learning curve like it never ends yeah you have to keep taking away these little pieces of advice from yourself mm-hmm. and believe in yourself and okay yeah I need to now I need to make this change and okay I could have done that better next time I'm going to do this instead mm-hmm. and and you need to yeah believing in yourself val- yeah. valuing yourself yeah is a huge challenge. Yeah, and I think still is. It's yeah, sometimes you just have to suck it up and come at it with confidence because one of my biggest things when I everyone always asks like how how did you get into so many stores? How do you start with wholesale? And I've helped so many people that I'm friends with on Instagram with local businesses with wholesale because it's hard and it's daunting and it's scary and it's I didn't know what I was doing with, with wholesale a year ago. Um but it's one of those things when you do one of a kind that you actually have to have in your repertoire because people come to your booth and they have a store and they want to know this 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 and this what are your numbers what is everything and that could be a whole another episode I feel like (laughs) we're clearly in the beginning of our podcast because we're just like harping out episodes but yeah it's one of those things where it's just coming at it with confidence and I literally would message people on Instagram I'm like hey you have the cutest store ever I think our bags would fit really well with you can we talk about wholesale and I would drive 
I would drive an hour, two hours. I would talk to people and I would literally go in and sometimes my wholesale meetings and I'll set a meeting with them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my meetings, I'm bringing swatches to people or I'm showing them on the internet, like this, these are the prints I can do for you and whatever. And bringing all my different sizes and just literally sometimes your meetings are 15 minutes and you drive two hours. Yeah, but it's not going to happen unless you want it to happen. Exactly. Yeah. And you have to hit the ground running and you just have to pretend you're confident. The worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to say no. Yeah. But at least you tried. You mm-hmm. got yourself out there mm-hmm. and now you've made another contact. And then you never know. Down the road, I've had people who have reached out about wholesale and then a year later or the next collection, something really catches their eye and they're like, no, I need this in my store. Yeah. And then they place a huge order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, failure, I think, is definitely key to growth and to, like, build your resilience. Mm Because that's the only way you'll learn and that's the only way you'll grow. You have to make those mistakes. They're they're key. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a slow climb for some people. Like, for me, I definitely think it was a slow climb. People had to understand and I had to do a lot of markets. And you just learn as you go. But I feel like even, Ashley, you haven't even been in business a year and I feel like you're already killing it. You were just, like... Boom, out the gate. I'm there's not this. And, and there's you not just many like people. Exploded. Yeah, and there's not many people. <laughs> there's not many people that can go full time within a year. Yeah. yeah. Like I've been doing it for seven and I'm not even full time. Yeah. You we were just like, I'm doing this. And you did it. Yeah. Because you yeah. believed in yourself and you're yeah. like, I'm going to do it. And yeah. you did it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are afraid of that. Mm-hmm. It, it's scary. I'm it's only. Super scary. And I'm only full time. And not even, I low-key work at a coffee shop one day a week just to get my head out of the sand when it comes to the business. But I do that to, like, keep myself sane. But also, I am only full-time because I live at home. Yeah. I mean, I think we've tried a lot of things and we've failed at a lot of things. Looking back, you know, we we tried, like, our first thing was, like, a cake topper. And now I don't even want to see a cake topper ever again. (laughs) But you wouldn't know that unless you did it. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I love a cake topper. So, like, I, I'm so sad you're taking them away. It's just, like, it, it's hard to narrow down your services. But when you say no to certain things, you're opening the door to saying yes to more of the things you want to do. So more of the yes things that I want to do are workshops and working with clients one-on-one on their either event signage, like for Sydney's birthday party, for this and that or like a business signage or like business branding because I love branding still. Which mm-hmm. I need your help on, by the way. <laughs> Side note. We'll, we'll talk. Don't we worry. Re, we're rebranding <laughs> Megan Butchard Photography this year. So keep an eye out for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you definitely need to just try things. They don't work out. They don't work out. Yeah. And then try again. And just try being okay else. with that too. Yeah. And then once things don't work out, like going back onto your, you know, like your website or your Instagram feed and deleting whatever didn't work or archiving, Mm -hmm. whatever they say, because the worst thing to do is like have someone come to you and be like, oh, I want this. And then you say, oh, well, I no longer offer that. Oh, but I saw it on your Instagram page. But redirecting them. Yeah. To maybe yeah. someone else. Yeah. And I mean, that's where like community over competition comes in. Like mm-hmm. if you know someone else locally who enjoys making cake toppers, <laughs> fill your boots. 
Go make yeah. those cake toppers. I'll yeah. send them to you. <laughs> or like, I really love session newborns, but I don't, or like in-studio newborns, but I don't do in-studio newborns. So if anyone comes to me with an inquiry about, oh, do you do the pose newborns with the lights and the, the headbands and the props? No, actually I don't, but I love those. And this lady if from the next town over does an amazing job at them. Here's her email. You should contact her. Yeah. Because, and people that have yeah. businesses appreciate it so much. Oh, yeah. And they'll send people to you. Hopefully. Yeah, it's not hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I want those people right? to yeah. have good service. I don't want them to miss out just because I don't offer it to them. So yeah. why should I ruin their day just because it's not something I do? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm or send make you them to that go person. on Google and search for yeah. hours to find the person that they it's want. It's like I already know a person that's amazing at this one little project. Like you go to this person. A niche person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely it's okay to narrow down those services. Mm-hmm. Do the things you love. Don't do the things you don't. And move on. Yeah. Learn from your mistakes. Yeah. But you have to make mistakes to learn from them. So don't be afraid to make those mistakes. Yeah. Because yeah. they will happen. It happens to oh, all 100%. of us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Our next question. All right. So we got a good question here. How do you deal with friends and family who don't understand your lack of nine to five hours in the traditional workplace? Sydney. Oh, God. <laughs> Keep it to five minutes. Oh, <laughs> man. I'm going to try to bring positivity into this. Um, so, basically, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I live in a townhouse <laughs> with both of my parents, my sister, and my nephew. Oh, and my dog. <laughs> so, there's a lot of people all in a l- little bit of square footage. So, for me, it's hard because my mom fully gets it. I write what I do on a schedule every day just so that if my sister doesn't understand what I'm doing, she can come down and look at my calendar and this is what I did today. Or this is the pile of things I've cut out today. Or this is I drove XYZ to town and back just to get this or this or this, whatever. So for me, it's not so much, I don't know, sometimes it's more proving to people. You don't feel like people don't understand a lot of the time and they're like, oh, what do you do? And it's funny and because... what did you do all day? What did you do all day? Well, well, I didn't just sit here and watch Netflix all day yeah. or walk my dog or whatever. I actually did A, B, C, and D. And my biggest thing is, yeah, not having to prove to anyone um, that. And also, I get a lot of people saying, it's funny, at markets, they're like, oh, so you sew all this stuff? And I'm like, actually, no, I don't. <laughs> but my mom does. And then they kind of look at me and they're like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, let me start the list. <laughs> Everything but the sewing. Yeah, literally. Like, literally, there's a hundred things on the list of we what we do, and sewing is one of them. I yeah. do the other ninety nine. No, and <laughs> so I've started sewing them. now too because yeah. because my mom needs my help. There's a certain step in the sewing process that I can do now, and I have to. So mm-hmm. literally, it, I can do social media. I'm doing emails. I'm doing. Etsy. I'm doing wholesale order drive Wholesale orders. I'm talking to people about wholesales. I'm going, I'm on the ground running with wholesale meetings and markets and applying for markets and driving to this street to get this and that street to get this and ordering fabric online. (laughs) Literally the list is never ending and I'm cutting out and I'm ironing and then passing off to my mom. So people are always wondering, hey Sydney, what do you actually do? (laughs) 
the list goes on. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I asked you that. I was like, so what do you do then? Yeah. What do you actually do? <laughs> oh, you were that person. I was that person. <laughs> no, it's fine. Like, because a lot of people, everyone's like, oh, your mom does it. And I'm like, yeah, because my mom has sworn off markets. <laughs> Unless it's one of a kind, she won't do it anymore. And I know everybody misses mom. But yeah, she does have an actual, you know, nine to five. So she's a trooper for coming home and actually sewing from her... 5 to 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Ashley? How do you handle the... I get that, Are you too. 9 to 5 questions, or are you whenever? I'm... Especially yeah. with you now being full-time. Yeah, being full-time now, it's been a little bit more of a transition. I do kind of take some of my freedom now a bit more preciously. Like, mm-hmm. if I don't have a meeting, I won't set an alarm. Or if Tane leaves for work in the morning, I'll roll back in bed at like 6 a.m. I'm an oversleeper hardcore. But most of the time, I will get up when Tane leaves for work around 6.30. I'll get up, I'll make myself a cup of tea, have my oatmeal for breakfast, and I'll be at my computer answering emails or getting started on things. That's why you text me back so early. Woken you up because I'm up for school drop-off, right? And I'm like, oh, I've sent this text way too early. No one's going to answer me. And then you're like, immediately answer my text. And then there's me. I'm like four hours later. Sorry, guys. I just woke up. It's 1030. Yeah. But, like, I do try to balance my time. So, like, if I know that, you know, in the evening – on a Tuesday night, I have laser cutting or we're podcast recording on a certain evening and I have something set, then, you know, maybe I will take some time like out of the day, like to go to Megan's, hang out with Megan for a yeah. bit, hang out with a real human <laughs> or, you know, walk the dog or just go to a class at the gym in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. But I try to segment my time and make sure that I'm most productive when I'm productive. So I know that I'm most productive right in the morning and I know that I'm not so productive in the mid afternoon. Yeah. So that's when I usually take my break. I'll run my errands, have a tea, have a cup of tea, chill out, boil the kettle seven times. Yeah. (laughs) Seven times. It's like Um, batch working the kettle. Yeah. (laughs) Kettle's like, oh my gosh, you didn't even pour any of the water out again. We're boiling the same water. But yeah, like I I definitely feel like my friends and family don't necessarily get it. Like, I mean, both of my sisters are still like in school, so they kind of have a different like schedule. They're not quite stuck in the nine to five. Mm -hmm. And my mom does work from home a couple times a week. And when she's working from home, she totally gets how I am when I'm working from home and drawing that that boundary but I don't think like my dad quite understands that and I feel like I'm always proving to him you you have to set up your day and break it up so that you're not constantly working like 24 7 yeah I'm I'm a little all over the place since it's only kind of my side hustle at the moment but I try to uh, like put in a couple hours during the day for like emailing or my like batch editing or my batch flat lights and shooting. But a lot of the time, most of my work is done on the weekends when someone can watch the kids and I can go out and do my photo shoots or in the evenings after bedtime. But like, that's when I do my editing or my shooting, but all of my other business work is done 
um, during nap times, pretty much. Like, yeah. I'll answer emails while Oliver's asleep. I feel like or, that's so relatable, too. I feel yeah. like there's so many moms that own small businesses. Yeah. Like, okay, nap, nap time. time hustle. Yes. <laughs> so, like, if Oliver was in daycare and I was full time, then I would, okay, if he was in daycare three times a week, then those three days oh, would yeah. be my, okay, well, he's in daycare. I am going to. On Tuesday, I'm going to do all of my flat lays, and on Wednesday, I'm going to edit all of them, and on Thursday, I'm going to do all of this stuff, and I would dedicate, okay, this many hours for this, and this many hours for that, Mm -hmm. and I would probably schedule my life around that, and like, okay, I will not answer emails before or after daycare, only during daycare hours. Yeah, and being able to find the time to actually still spend the time with the boys. Because I don't want to necessarily be sitting on the couch while I'm feeding him, answering emails on my phone, or posting to social media. Like, yes, sometimes I will take that extra five minutes because he's calm yeah. and I have a, a free hand. Yeah. Then, yes, I'll go on social media, answer a couple of DMs, um, respond to a couple comments or posts. But I try to stay off my phone while I'm with him as yeah. much as possible because I don't yeah. want my memories of his first couple of months to be me on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be present with him. So when he's active and I'm with him, I try to leave business stuff to the side. But I will, since I am on that leave, so I I guess I'm a little different because I'm in, like, a certain period of my life where my 9 to 5 is out the window. But, like, I will, yes, schedule one day a week or try to for business-related things while he is in the room with me helping. Yeah. But a lot of the time he's my model. So <laughs> I feel like that kind of crosses a little bit. But yeah. And you're such a good little model. Yes. Cutie booty. If you didn't notice all or didn't know, Oliver is with us while we're recording this right now. He just woke up from his nap, so he's making lots of fun faces at everybody. Yeah, if only you could see all the faces we were making yeah. to him right now. It's pretty funny. He was being so good. So I guess this is, you know, another hashtag mom life because bringing the baby to the podcast recording <laughs> he's basically one of our hosts yeah when he can talk yes this podcast is hosted by <laughs> oliver well it's funny um to bring back to the dog mom life because i can't relate on a mom level but mm-hmm. Bodie literally barks at me if i'm on my phone oh Good. really literally he's like mom, mom get off your phone mom. pay attention to me mom it's well, my Ol- time. Oliver tries to steal my phone out of my hand, and then I'm like, okay, I need to go hide this in a different room <laughs> yeah. and pay attention to you. Yeah. So I try to steal. He lets you know. But then I feel really bad because I'll get text messages from John like, why didn't you text me all day? Well, I was, like, my phone was in a different room. I was and being intentional. I was playing with the baby and doing a million other things. So, like, sorry I didn't text you, but I was trying to be present <laughs> as a mom. So it's kind of like, you know. The balance. Yeah, the balance. Okay, do we want to do one more question? Sure. Okay, we'll do one quick question. Uh, Do you have a question, Sydney, that you want to read out? I don't think so. No, get on the questions. Okay, I I have one. Balancing side hustle work with day life, which is kind of what we just talked about a little bit. But how do you balance your side hustle with your day life? So, like, for me, before... Uh, like when I was pregnant with Oliver, I had a nine to five desk job that I, well, eight to five actually desk job that I would drop Isaac off at school, go to work. And then on my lunch period, I would work on my photography business, send oh, emails, make to-do lists, like go meet up with people that were in the area on my lunch break. 
And then I would go home, pick up Isaac, make dinner. And then after he was in bed, I would work for a few hours on my photography business. So yes, I burnt out fast. And it was hard for me to decide, okay, what days will I work on photography stuff and what days will I be a mom? Mm-hmm. And I'm still figuring it out. Like, <laughs> I one need, day at a time. One day at a time. And, and the biggest thing is when you feel yourself burning out, you need to, like, actually realize, okay, I need to stop yeah. this. Like, this is too much. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a hard balance. What, what about you guys? Do you find balance? So last year I was working almost full-time at a golf course and I loved it I wasn't there for very long because very quickly and this happens with a lot of jobs for me if I take on something and I'm like oh it's a slow period I should probably start working retail just for now and then I sit there and I go is it really worth it is my business struggling so that I can make $14 an hour that's my biggest problem now I've taken on working at a coffee shop in Hamilton just one maybe two days a week during this low time just to cover expenses because we aren't as busy and this is the time when I'm funneling money like crazy and pouring it into the business but obviously I'm not seeing much of a return yet because I will see that return in the spring so for right now it's totally worth it for me and it also takes me away from the cutting table for five hours every Thursday Mm-hmm. And it's almost a nice break where I'm like, not on my phone, not on my email, nothing. It's just meeting people at the coffee shop and making them a latte, you know, and just being social so again. You balance your work life with having another job. Yeah, <laughs> pretty that, much. Basically, and like just keeping myself busy because if I'm at home, I'll find something for myself to do. But valuing your time is a huge thing and realizing that sometimes maybe you do just need to quit. Like, Ashley. When you were working for your dad, you just decided, okay, it's an ultimatum. It's do I go full time or do I continue working here and give up my business? Yeah, that was really hard. I was given an ultimatum and was I ready? I don't know. I was more expecting to like go full time in the new year, but that didn't happen. I was literally given, okay, uh, going on vacation. Okay, now think about this for a week while you're in Disneyland, happiest place on earth. <laughs> Stressed oh, no. out. Stressed out. Oh, way to ruin a vacation. Um, but it's okay. Like I think it was more to like you're stepping back. You won't be like in the business during that time. Take that time to reflect, figure out what you want to do. That week, I got back. We had Burlington made on Saturday, which. We we totally were swamped. Like it was <laughs> oh my goodness. head it was, down the entire so time. Busy. It was insane. <laughs> and like we're we're so grateful and so thankful for that. And it made me realize, you know, like that's what I want to do. That's what I love. And then the next day we taught our first workshop and it was amazing. Like Hey, did you pile enough on that week? <laughs> oh, I don't I don't think so. I don't know what I was saying. Oh, let's yeah, go to Disney back. World and then come back and do a market. And, <laughs> and a workshop. <laughs> Sure, why not? Um, I would have drank three bottles of wine. Yeah, from the girl who doesn't drink wine. Yeah. But yeah, I literally called my dad that night and said, hey, dad, like, I was thinking about what you said before I left and... Love you, bye. I, no, I was just like, no, I I had a really good time at the Burlington Main Market. Like, we were swamped. I'm still working on orders. We're getting busy for holiday orders. We just had our first workshop. It was amazing success. 
it was so rewarding. I got to teach people a skill that I'm passionate about. And he was like, okay, well, uh, you'll be done by the end of the week and we'll go for lunch on Friday. It's his big thing, going for lunch. Aww, not <laughs> um, even a two weeks notice, you're done on Friday. Yeah. And you get to have your favorite meal. <laughs> Made it, after my own heart. It, it stung a little bit, but I, I know that he had, like, good intentions. He probably also didn't want to overwhelm you. Yeah, like, he, for for him, he saw that I was burning out, like, you know, working this business, working full-time, and also planning a wedding. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> um, my biggest thing for for working the side hustle and working full-time is really batch working. Like if you can batch work, it'll it'll save you a ton of time. Whether mm-hmm. that's through your social media posts, I know we just mentioned all this emails. Like just being very intentional with your time, and also taking that time to set aside with you know spending time with your family, your loved ones, Have your a partner. Bath. Take yes. yeah, just relax. Like Have a chill shower out. that's longer than five minutes. Yeah. Go to the gym and don't bring your phone. You know, like don't. Don't sweat the small stuff. Like, it'll all work out. You can step away from yeah. your device. So, yeah, that's that's been a real challenge for us. You know, slowly we're, we're making it happen and blocking off our time and, you know, stepping aside. Like, making Sundays, like, our day. Spending time with each other or, you know, going out on a date, like, middle of the day mm-hmm. or one night. Mm-hmm. Setting aside for each other. Because we do get lost in the hustle. And because Tane and I both work in this business, like, I think we have expectations of each other that we... Yes. <laughs> Oliver's chatting with us now. <laughs> he totally agrees with me, yes. by the way. He loves date night. <laughs> yeah. Ollie loves date night. <laughs> um, that was actually true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom and Dad, no dates for you. <laughs> no dates for us. And speaking of finding your time... I have to take my dog to the dog park. Bodie needs to get a run out so he doesn't act like a crazy dog. Yes. Um, So thanks so much for listening and continue to send us your questions. And if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, please send it our way on the Self-Made Life podcast on Instagram. Subscribe to this podcast, rate and review, and we will see you very soon. And tag us in your stories so that we'll repost it. We love seeing you guys listening and tuning in. Yeah. Yes, tag us at Self Made Life Podcast. So have a great week, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.